There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. DMV Download, the new daily podcast from WTOP News, is out now. Hosts Megan Clorty and Luke Garrett get the story behind the story. Every weekday afternoon, Megan and I will go beyond the headlines with WTOP reporters and sources to bring you more on the biggest local stories impacting you, our fellow Washingtonians. The DMV Download podcast is available now on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. The DMV Download podcast is presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. 30 years ago today, John Turturro's directorial debut, Mac, won the Golden Camera at the Cannes Film Festival. I spoke with Turturro in 2014 about directing himself in Fading Gigolo, as well as memories of acting in Do the Right Thing and Quiz Show. So when I was watching it, one little thing struck me the most that I think really got the, the theme you're going for. When your character, the one you played, um, is slow dancing. You could have shot that anyway, but instead you chose to shoot it behind that row of those masks with the different right. faces. Right. Um, and so it, maybe the you know the idea is that the gigolos are we're all role players. Yeah. Actors. Well, absolutely. I mean, people are always adjusting their presentation for other people. You know, when you go to work, when you talk to your boss, you do this, do that, and uh, you know you put on people who are in that trade. You know, they, they, you have to think of it as a, you have to perform and you have to fulfill whatever that person's fantasy is. You know what I mean? Sometimes it can be pretty outrageous or whatever. Or sometimes it could be something tender. So, yeah. Were you trying to go for a similar idea with the fact that um, that your character kept trying to come up with new, almost new stage names? Well, they actually go- all have names. And when I talk to these guys and they oh. say, you have to have a name. And the character has to have a name and... Uh, and so, especially, you know, you can't just be doing aliases, and that's like your brand, right? Because you become a brand, you know. And uh, so it's, that's that's a, that's that's based, on, even though it's fun in the movie, it's based on a real thing. Uh, how many people did you talk to? Like, describe that research process. Uh, well, I read this book, and then there were people in the book that I liked, and I talked to the guy who wrote the book and set up a few. You know, interviews and you know, had lunch and talked to a few people, and what, what, they were very. What was it? It's called uh, Hose Rent Boys. There were all these different interviews with all different people. There's two versions of it, and uh, they let me actually quote a few little things, uh, or paraphrase. Uh, it's it's in the credits. It's you. Know, okay, it's, it's, it's in the credits. Hose Rent Boys. This and that. It's, so they're, 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 they're interviews with right. all these uh, pimps, prostitutes, this, that, Annie Sprinkle. Uh, what were uh, some of the wildest aliases? <laughs> some crazy, you know, crazy names, you know. Crazy. But I just was making up a whole list of names, and I had an old phone book uh, that I was taking names out of that my father had. Uh, right. 
which I thought that would be, you know, fortuitous in a good way. Uh, but, yeah, people, you know, people do some really crazy things, like, you know, like dress up in clothes, they do this, do that. You know, sometimes people lose somebody. I mean, I didn't put that in the movie because it would have been too heavy, but right. people actually dress up in people's clothes that have passed away or whatever, you know. And so you are, you know, I, I, I was kind of tr choosing the most delicate description of that and letting it kind of morph in this, into this romantic tale, you know, that uh, of unlikely people sort of connecting with each other. Right. Uh, uh, but I, you know, it, it's it's a profession that the, the books have been written about it, movies have been made for years, so many actresses have won Academy Awards, you know, playing either a hooker or, or a nun. Midnight Cowboy. Midnight yeah. Cowboy, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, Shows, yeah. You know, uh, and I... I uh, so I've always been, as a kid, I was fascinated by it. I was like, what are, what are these people doing, you know? Uh, but there's something about it that's, I know there's a lot of exploitation in it, but there is this direct transaction that goes on. It's like a real transaction. And there are a lot of jobs that there isn't that anymore. So there's something interesting about it. That's true. Yeah. Everything's uh, some credit card off. Yeah, some right. I mean, you're not even giving the dollar to yeah. somebody. You know so what I mean? Like twisted form of human yeah, interaction. Yeah, it's twisted, right. But, I mean, even people who give massages, for example, they'll tell you, you right. know, people have, like, emotional releases sometimes because they, they haven't, no one's given them any attention. Stuff like, like that. when she breaks yeah, down and cries right, and says, right. I haven't been touched. Yeah, yeah. but that's, but she, that's a whole, a whole she has a whole <laughs> thing. There's a whole religious right. connotations and her whole way she's lived her whole life. Right. But, uh, you know, people do, you know, hunger, maybe not just, I mean, sex, yeah, but, right. but for human, you know, contact, you know, human uh, intimacy. And without that, you know, people, you can just dry up and, like, disappear yeah. like, a, like a leaf blowing down the street in the, in the wind, you know. Bring magic to the lonely, so, as you eloquently put it. You know, I mean... You know, people. There are people who are good listeners, you know, and 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 they're not psychiatrists, right. you know. So for me, if I had to choose, you know, I probably would choose and go go in in this direction. So <laughs> if I needed therapy, you know, but it is a form, and it's been around forever, and a lot longer than psychiatry. Right. I mean, uh, so in a way, they're kind of, you know, and I'm sure they have you know, much more, you know, explicit and, 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 and rougher versions of what I'm exploring here. But I'm just using it as a metaphor, really, you know. For sure. The movie... It's not my autobiography. I mean, you know, I mean, I was only a gigolo for a little while. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> only for a few years. Only for a couple of years, you know, besides... Take me... Um, this is the movie history not coming out, but take me into what what was it about Midnight Cowboy when you first saw it? Because, I, I mean, there's clear parallels. So. Well, Midnight uh, Cowboy, I couldn't see it. I was 12 years old. was rated X. Dustin Hoffman looked like someone who could have been a cousin of mine, so I was fascinated. I was like, what is a guy like that doing in a movie? Uh, uh, John Voight looked really good. It was a shot of Sylvia Miles. I wanted to see it so badly. You know, I was a kid, and I think, you know, I, I wanted to see movies about adults. And I never wanted to see movies about 18-year-olds uh, when I was 18. Right. So it was like a big thing, Midnight Cowboy, the song, you know, everybody's talking. Uh, 
And I and it's a really good movie. I mean, I saw it again recently, and Great. you know, it has like mice and men overtones. You know, right. uh, you know, it's and, and it's a wild. Yeah, at the end, it's like a yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and when you think about, you know, it's a wild movie. I mean, that's like not a movie that would easily be made today. No, you know, so I mean, it's, back then. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in it. So, and I mean, you would think we we've progressed, and I think content-wise, we haven't. At all, we've regressed. You know, yeah, like you know. So, but I, you know, I like that movie a lot. I like that movie, Shampoo. So I thought, well, if I'm going to make a movie about sex, I got to have religion in it. Stay tuned for the rest of my conversation. But first, a message from a fellow WTOP podcast. DMV Download, the new daily podcast from WTOP News, is out now. Hosts Megan Clorty and Luke Garrett get the story behind the story. Every weekday afternoon, Megan and I will go beyond the headlines with WTOP reporters and sources to bring you more on the biggest local stories impacting you, our fellow Washingtonians. The DMV Download podcast is available now on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. The DMV Download podcast is presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Have you learned being able to star and write and direct? I mean, you've well, I've done it a couple times. Fifth movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, once in a while I would say, hey, maybe try this, be a little more delicate or, or go slower or or maybe this is more serious, this moment. But uh, we just tried it different ways. And, uh, you know, there's less people you have to talk to. There's a couple times it gets schizophrenic, but there is at the end of the day, like I'm not going to have a side. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to have a fight with the director. I'm just I'm going to try it. Maybe it's too heavy. Maybe it's too light. Maybe it's a little too dour. You know, you you try to figure out what's the tone for the scene as you're living it. You know, moment to moment, you can't apply a tone, but just what's the right approach, and then you have to be in the present. But uh, uh, you know, you, you don't really learn from what watching someone else's movies yeah i mean i didn't i never thought that initially you know when i well, did mac Sp- spike lee did yeah. the same thing i mean you worked with do the right thing 25th anniversary yeah yeah i mean he did it but not to the extent woody's done it i mean i just watched on the plane the other day uh when i was coming back from paris i watched annie hall i hadn't seen it since i was a kid oh. i had a, a glass of bordeaux i told someone so okay <laughs> but i was i was i was howling it's I mean, incredible it's, it's really incredible. you know really holds up Absolutely. I mean, it really holds up, and it's shot so simply at times. But you know, I was—I had a huge smile on my face. But it, and I also thought the whole love story aspect of it, which becomes very surprising in the movie, because you don't think that's going to be in right. the first half of the movie. So. And it works totally that so. you even have the the black and white credits. Black and white credits at the end, but right, that, right. but the. Uh, the uh, the upfront credits is right. eight millimeter. Yeah. Yeah, that reminded me of the yeah. little Mean Streets. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Tell you're me, a film buff, I can tell. Oh, I, I love it, man. It's, yeah, I mean, you like Midnight Cowboy Mean Streets? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I got Joe Buck. I'm going to work you, Joe. But you wouldn't. Got a strong back, Joe Buck, because I'm going to work you. And then, you know what they do? When, I'm when they going to work you, Joe Buck. Walk. Yeah, yeah. Woody Allen's like your old, old Ratso Rizzo on this. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. in your arms on a bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a promo for yeah, you yeah. him on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good, man. I like that. Um, yeah. But uh, another another actor turned director, one of my all-time favorite movies that I think is going to rise, oh. Quiz Show. Hey, thank underrated, you, man. Underrated. Thank you. And I know it's got a lot of accolades, yeah. too, but I, that's one of my, that might be my favorite. I mean, all your Coen Brothers stuff's great, but I love your performance in Quiz Show. Thank you. Um, and it's I had a great guy. 20 that, years ago. 
I had a great guy to draw on. I mean, the, the real guy, a lot to draw on. Any so. memories of that, seeing as it's a? Well, I gained a lot. I gained a lot of weight for it. I gained like 35 pounds. <laughs> uh, uh, but I loved working with Robert Redford, and I loved working on Herb Stemple. That was a great character, and uh, uh, I really that was that was a big experience for me. And uh, we we had a wonderful working relationship. And I, I really uh, I I have a lot of respect for for Robert Redford uh, and and affection. I think I mean it came out in such a powerful year. I feel yeah. like it's, it's it gets buried all the time. Yeah, it came out with Pulp Fiction and you Shawshank, know. Guns, yeah, yeah, uh, all yeah. The, all those movies that year. Um, do you do you pull from those working with such great directors, Spike Lee, Redford, Cohen's? Do you? Yeah, do I mean, in your own I've, work, and I've worked. Kind of, uh, you know, you can you can figure out. Well, this guy storyboards. This guy likes to play music. This guy likes to create a nice atmosphere. This guy likes to shoot. So you know, the advantage you have is you can look at different things and, and say, I like this. I like that. And I'm comfortable with this. You know, I don't like to say cut. Sometimes I like to do a couple takes in a row. You know, it depends. It, it, it depends. If if the scene has no music, it has no dialogue, I'll put on music. You know, but I've worked with a lot of great people, and I think having a very organized, really prepared set, and that's not full attention, and that people feel like they could make a suggestion here or there, and that there's a little bit the sense of play. That is there is good too, and I try to I try to do that, and try to inspire people a little bit that way, and and create an atmosphere that I like, because I've been on so many different sets. I've worked with Francesco Rosi when I did The Truce, which I don't know if you ever saw, which is one of the best things I think I ever I've ever that I've ever done. It's based on a Primo Levi book. I worked with Peter Weir at a small part in Fearless, so I've worked with some great directors, and uh, you know you. You 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 know you you can you can learn things. I was wondering if any any of it if it's all like subconscious. Or it's subconscious, and then you then you then you take things like like I have that book Notes of a Cinematographer by Robert Brasson, and I made cards out of it because I think he made some movies of some of the some some of the like just amazing movies, amazing movies. A guy I work with Francesco Rosu, he made so many fantastic movies, and Marty Scorsese introduced me to him and. Compositionally, his movies are like they're just some of the best that you'll ever see in your life. Freeze frame and put it on your wall. Yeah, like they're that. just. Uh, and I worked with the guy, and he, I saw how he did things, but you can't repeat it. But you you can become more aware of certain things. You mentioned preparation, but also allowing the bit of play. So is the idea, you know, have a solid hardcore blueprint. Um, yeah. That way, I, mean, I know what my shots but are. I just and that. Yeah, and you can change it. That happy accident. That's happened. right. Absolutely, absolutely. You want to have that, but you have to be prepared, because, you know, if you only have so many days to shoot something, you've got to come in and say, "This is the first shot. Here's the second shot. Here's this. Here's that." And not only that, it's better for the actors too. And if they and if they feel uncomfortable, you'll figure that out, or hopefully you'll have figured it out before. Okay. But a lot of times. You know, sometimes someone can make something better, and also you can have, you could have a good, great idea, and someone doesn't even want to try it, and uh, and sometimes then you let go of that great idea for no good reason. Right. If you do let go of it, you know, I mean, sometimes it's a great idea, but then it you, you look at it, and you go, oh, that's really composed, it's beautiful, it's perfect, the acting's good, but there's not a there's not enough life in it. Right. I mean, there's some movies I see sometimes that say, oh, it's all good, but there's no life in it. 
And uh, I see that a lot, actually. I'm not going to say what ones, but uh, <laughs> I do see that a lot sometimes. Right. Uh, and then sometimes you see movies that have a lot of life in it, but don't really have a lot of content. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, right. it, you know, it's, it you know, real. it's, it's, it's rare when you see like something really like, I mean, things are just over touted, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. You know, and so when well, you see it, you, you know, like, I, you don't forget it. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't happen, come around very often. No, so and, and it doesn't matter what one this or that or whatever. Right. It, it's what stays in your brain. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.